For the past decade, our teams have been working incredibly hard to make some big and much needed changes in how we develop leaders while at work. I challenge you to forge your own path in your own leadership evolution. Consider one that makes the lives of people around you and the business better by building more purpose-driven leaders and relationships with your teams. We need to build leaders who truly care about those they see and engage each and every day. We invite you to hear more about our own leadership and cultural journey, and the impactful stories will surely resonate with you and your teams. Hello and welcome back. This is Sarah Rice, and I am the Corporate and Community Impact Specialist here at Lippert. It's such a blessing to be on the Corporate and Community Impact team, which is housed under our leadership and culture area within the company. And just to give a great big plug to leadership and culture. We are so fortunate. We have an in-house team of leadership coaches who help bring our culture to life every single day. We also serve through the Lipper Academy of Leadership, which is designed to come right alongside other organizations as they take steps on their own leadership and cultural journey. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to our Director of Health and Wellbeing, Jamie Murphy. Jamie, thank you, thank you for joining us. Just a little bit about you. You joined the team September of last year, and you bring around 15 years of experience in the health and well-being industry. You've served in always in your professional career in some sort of HR capacity. So you really saw how that was linked to a team member's health. And you bring a variety of experience and roles. And what I also love about you is your passion and your energy. So I'm excited that we're going to sit down and talk about really how we got here, how we decided to go down this journey, um, why now, and the impact it's already had on our team members. And really, at the end of the day, we're just getting started. And anyone who knows anything about Lippert is that we care about our people. And this is just another piece of that puzzle where we want to ensure that our team members are taking care of themselves, then trickles down to their family, and then, of course, our culture here within the company. So you have two beautiful, beautiful daughters. Yes. Youngest is 14, and your oldest is in college? Yeah, so she'll be uh, 22, actually, next week. And she's a senior, just finishing up her senior year. She's a collegiate lacrosse player and also very involved in fitness, exercise science, and uh, more of the neuroscience side of side of things as well. And then my youngest is a swimmer, but also is our, our artist as well. So we have a, a good span between the two and um, they do take a lot of our focus still. So I hear that. I think I'm just starting out yep. um, yeah. on that journey. And you have the world's funniest husband. I do. Yeah. AKA Jerry. Yep. So married him. I always joke I married him because he can juggle. So he, he's a juggler and I make him do it all the time for people. So at parties, so, at restaurants. Yeah. At- yep. Yeah. But he's actually very funny and he's a great support to me. So I think part of wellness and well being is having a good support system and he's definitely that. So. That is awesome. So Jamie is here today. It's August. It's mm-hmm. National Wellness Month. And um, at the Lippert Leadership Academy, you know, throughout this season of podcasts, we're going to talk about a number of things related to leadership and our own journey here at Lippert. Um, and today we're going to talk about health and wellness. And, you know, as the director of health and wellness, I think you're the first for the company. 
That's correct. Yep. So that is exciting, but I got to imagine that is a huge, huge undertaking, but kind of tell me how it all came about really. Sure. The company going down this, this journey. Yeah, so um, I started getting involved with Lippard. It's been really probably a couple years ago, and I worked for St. Joe Health System then and was involved a lot with the contracting and um, helping with benefit design with a a strong focus on quality and preventative care and all of the things that are an important part of being able to keep people healthy and having a strong relationship with the health system. So the more I got involved and met the leadership team here, so Nick and uh, Eileen and Jan, they said, you know, this is something Jason's been really passionate about is being able to have another layer to the culture which really focuses on on well-being. And so um, it was timing. It just happened to be the right time. And this is, I, I got to be honest, my dream job. Like this is to be able to come in somewhere and be able to be the foundation of something that is starting but already stepping in to a company that is very dedicated to culture because well-being and wellness doesn't work if you don't have a good culture, if you don't have people that really sort of walk the talk about caring about others. You know, your employees and your team members don't believe that they really should take their health seriously. So it kind of came about. The first few months that I was here really was a lot of really seeing what Lippert already had to offer in that realm. Um, And we were also really focused on COVID. Um, And I also jumped right into flu shots. So those types of things sort of took my time in the beginning. Um, And then I had some personal transition where I needed to be gone uh, for a little while with um, caring for my father. And I will say that that was very supportive from Lippert and I appreciate that. So that's another piece of their culture too, that they recognize that you're, there's gonna be personal things that happen in your own health and well-being. And then came back and we sort of just hit the ground running at the beginning of the year. And we've been sort of building from there and really trying to be strategic about what we're looking at for 2022. That is awesome. And you know, for those who don't know, Lippert has more than 14,000 team members across the world. Mm -hmm. And um, Jamie is leading this effort. But you know, something like this, it takes strategy, it takes time, it takes heart. It's not easy. It's not easy. We know it's important. And Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, what I love about so many things that we do here at Lippert is that we have an idea, we have a vision, but we begin to put the pieces in place to make it happen. So things like, tell me about your uh, ways that you're providing easy access through technology, through other ways to get resources for thousands of team members um, who aren't all located in this country. Sure. So the biggest focus um, with our population being here, sort of in the Michiana, we get to try a lot of things locally. You know, one of the the first things, like I said, is to really see what type of resources we had available to us and sort of tap into those. If you're already paying for something, let's not add something to the list and make it more burdensome for team members, but also for leadership. The biggest thing I would say as far as this year in looking at the program is to sort of create the buzz. And that's what we did. So we started talking about what does well-being look like for you? Because this is not my well wellness program. Um, this is Lippert's wellness program. And it, wellness and well-being is so personal. It's a very personal journey and it's gonna change your whole entire life. So I'm here to corral resources, make them easy um, for access to 
make sure that it's medically driven and scientifically backed, that we're not just doing things to people without doing something with the information that we've gathered. Um, but data is really important because that's what helps us decide what we're going to do next. But the biggest piece is just meeting team members where they are and making sure that we're identifying as they come to me that that's probably a resource someone else needs to and where we're going to put that. So we've been using Lippert Live, for example, to gather um, information, which is our internal sort of way to communicate. It's our own, you know, intranet, so to speak, um, and gathering resources in that way and being able to even share information via flyer or we use text um, and really have put that into action. Uh, we have a separate email. We have, um, you know, two nurses now that are actually on staff to do a lot of the um, answering questions or coaching or at least direction. We have an awesome benefit staff that they're accessible by email and phone as well. So we're trying to make ourselves as visible as possible and hopefully that will continue to grow as we look at a new platform that we'll be adding later in the fall. That's awesome. I really, I really, really love the text system mm -hmm. that has been set up. So, you know, everything from text, whatever it is, to this number to get more about healthy eating or virtual yep. cooking sessions or follow someone on their journey. I mean, I think you have done in such a short amount of time a lot of, a lot of things for many people. So uh, the other question is, why Why now? Mm -hmm. Why is now the time to really beef this up here at Lippert? Sure. I mean, I think that obviously with COVID last year and going through the pandemic, and we're still really going through that, it really changed, I think, a lot of people's thought process, especially in the mental health, mental health capacity about what that looks like to be isolated team members need different things. You know, even going through the process, and I wasn't here all last summer, but, you know, Lippert actually continued to grow, and that added another layer of stress while also navigating COVID. And so now that those types of things are sort of settling down, this is a perfect time where people got very heightened about health because they were scared. And if you were unhealthy and had several chronic disease uh, issues or maybe struggled with respiratory issues, you were even more afraid of, you know, um, being in, impacted by COVID. So I think that people are listening. And so the timing is great as a team member um, process, but it's a perfect time too for Lippert as we look for ways to retain team members too because it really shows that the concept that everyone matters, like we, we, you know, you matter and your health matters. We really want you to stay here with us for the long haul. So let's take care of you that whole process through so that we can make sure that you're, you know, healthy and happy when you go home. You know, we want obviously the best work that you can give when you're here, but the most important thing is that when you go home, you still have the energy to take care of the things you love outside of work. And I do feel that the leadership team really believes that. And so this is another layer to that, um, being able to do that for our team members. So we talked about Wendy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when we talk about our health, mm -hmm. it's not just about ensuring you eat your oranges and your apples, you know, uh, as frequently as you can. So it's, it is also about your mental health, which I think has been, th thankfully, more of a focus over the last couple of years. And, and we have a lot of stories like Wendy, if you want to share. Yeah, share absolutely. That. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll mention a couple individuals, you know, Emily um, is actually in a, 
you know, a role where she's leading individuals. And she shared that she really felt comfortable that the transparency, and you'll hear me use that word a lot, was here that she could actually talk openly about some of the um, struggles that she's had with her emotional health over the last year and was very thankful, for example, that we've started talking very openly about it and that she could go then to her leadership too and say, these are some things that I need to do to take care of to make me the best that I can be when I'm back at work and taking care of team members. So I think that just being open in that conversation says a lot because um, there's many situations or even a year ago where I don't know that she would have said that, um, that she would have felt as comfortable to have that conversation um, and to also share it, you know, w- right. with everyone. And then, you know, Wendy's story is awesome. She actually just finished her first 5K a couple weeks ago. Wow. And I love her story so much because she's a great well-being champion. We have 92 right now that are representing um, plants all across the U.S. They're very important being embedded in the actual plant location. They're passionate and on fire about, you know, their health or maybe they've made some changes and they want to share that or things they've learned. But um, her story- that was intentional, right? The identifying those Absolutely. It's very, yep, intentional. Um, We allow them to have the opportunity, obviously, to contact um, me directly, but we wanted the um, divisional and HR- managers as well and even operational managers to help identify those individuals because they they know they have a story and that's what makes us so interesting and that's what makes us so personal is that I'm here to sort of gather that story and create that dialogue and that's so exciting for me like that is you know really what I feel like I'm here for I'm not an expert I have my own things that I'm working through personally and my own health and well-being but I always tell everyone that having that point of contact within your business where if there's anything that they have a question about when it comes to their physical, mental, or emotional, or spiritual health, then they at least can come to me. And we'll start there. Um, I may not have the answer, but you know, let me find you a resource or direct it back if we need that. But Wendy's story is awesome because you know, lots of times we focus so much on what physical health looks like Um, We've all been sort of conditioned into that, that healthy looks a certain way. And we need to change that because healthy doesn't always look a certain way. And it's visual um, to do fun things and to promote nutrition and, you know, weight stability and things like that. But the biggest change that she had really came from internally. First of all, her confidence grew and weight loss and how she felt about herself was a result of her making good habit and nutritional changes getting in touch with her physician, working with a team that basically was focused on her health and being able to decide that, for example, she didn't want to be a diabetic. I don't want to shoot insulin in front of my kids. It's not what I want to do. So that was her you know, catalyst that made her decide that um, she needed to make some life changes. And it went beyond saying, you know, I want to fit in a bikini, so to speak. And so I think we have to be really focused on that and talk about how Uh, nutrition and movement and that relationship with your primary care physician and your team, your medical team and your medical home, as I call it, then how important that is through your whole life um, to be able to have the health that you you want to be and achieve those goals. That's awesome. I had a few quotes here I wanted to read from Jason. I reached out to him uh, this week and asked him to kind of give me his feedback from his perspective as well, because I know this is another one of his focus areas 
he mentioned something that I think you you touched on a little bit too, is that we have to do this together. You know, we're health and wellness, but anything else that we're doing to create this change, um, he said, anything this company has done that engages in a challenge together mm-hmm. always turns out improving team members' lives. And that you see that. Mm-hmm. And social media is awesome because, you know, I can't see and you can't see what's happening in Idaho mm-hmm. or in New York. But I love, love, love seeing all the posts where we have people challenging each other to really inspire and encourage them to get engaged and, and to make this a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. not just a one and done, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm just only going to run a 5K. And so I think the wellness champions was another way to do that. And then mm-hmm. tell me about some of the other creative things you've done. I I have this picture yep. here. Taylor, yep. Taylor Spike, I yep. believe is yep. his name. And how did we get into that journey. I, I know that was the kickoff in May. Yep, so we did the Move It in May. Um, Taylor actually has a really awesome story, a personal story too. Once again, I, it's about the story about um, making some big changes in his life and now as a, an ultra runner, which the race that we sort of followed him in May ran uh, 250 miles in seven days. And so I think that that's not gonna be a goal for everyone, but his story, is a goal, which means that he started out with just one step. And that's why this year, Take the Step was kind of, you know, um, a good, I guess, sort of lead into the well-being program because it allowed everyone to recognize that you don't have to go big right away. It's incremental changes every day with your team, by yourself, with your support team at home that really add up. And Taylor's done a really good job about being sort of inspirational. He has regular conversations with other team members. You know, he has the 5K Your Way program, which we're gonna kick off again in August 1st to hopefully get a large group of us to run a, a actual 5K together or walk or whatever. Um, it's pushing people, I think, to get outside of their comfort zone a little bit. And although that's focused on movement, a lot of the discussion in those accountability groups and different groups that we have formed is really about what do you really want and what are you willing to give to get it? And so that is another sort of learning piece and fits very well with leadership and um, some of their programming as well as being able to have, you know, the life that you deserve um, and your health is important and piece of that. And Taylor recognized that, and uh, I encourage you to look him up. He's great. He's got some great interviews. Uh, he's done some great podcasts too. And um, so Taylor Spike, he's a he's actually out uh, on the West Coast. Um, so we have regular talks, but it's just showing too how it's starting to trickle out across the U.S. and that there's those well-being champions everywhere. Liberty has a lot of experts um, that are right next to you every single day. Um, people that have, uh, whether may not have this special credential, but because of life experience, they're a great uh, well-being buddy or you know team member to tap into. And, and really, I think that part of it is making sure that those people are out there and telling their stories so that others can say, I can do that too. This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy. 
or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. One thing I, I do know in the short period of time I've been at Lippert is that not only do they care about people, people, that's our priority, mm-hmm. but also when we care about our people, that does trickle down into our family life as well. And I, I love, um, I was pulling some pictures off your Facebook yeah. page. Sorry, I was docking no, you right. the other day. But, you know, taking time out to to have a great work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we think of leadership, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. That's really, really hard because it's, you know, you're hustling every single day and wanting to meet those goals and go above and beyond. But when we think of, you know, being in a leadership role or leading other people, we do have to find that that fine line where we we still are taking care of ourselves, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're with our families and we're present with our families too. And so I love that, you know, you have all these wonderful pictures on your Facebook post and you remind people and you, and you say it's not it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about how how we kind of infuse that as well in our program. Yeah, so, you know, we're kind of early in the process. And so I think that one of the best things and what they always suggest in any sort of wellness strategy is that it really comes from the top down. And like I said, it it's, I'm lucky that I came into an organization because I've worked with other organizations and businesses that were, you know, they were like, we want a wellness program, but they had a lot of animosity and a lack of communication and a lack of sort of buy-in from their, you know, from their employees. And that's not a good fit for you to start, I guess, interjecting yourself in someone's health and well-being. Um, It has to be a very, um, you know, sort of honest and straightforward but trusting relationship, um, which is about our core values too at Lippert. And so when you're a leader and you're putting it out there and talking openly, you don't have to put it on social media. It's just an easy way for me to reach a lot of people. But we have to talk openly about it and show that we're trying to do our best to live a life that's balanced. You know, I talk about the ideas about, you know, that I'm a work in progress. I say that very openly all the time. You'll see it even in my social media that there are things that I'm trying to do and and I fall off to and have to restart again. And I think that the more that we talk openly about that from a leadership standpoint, I think we actually get people more engaged and start thinking about how they can make some changes too and that it's okay to start over again. Right. It's not seen as a failure. Absolutely. You know, as you said, you know, you're continuing to improve yourself. So um, you may take a couple steps back, but it's kind of setting you up to take 20 steps forward. Are we, when we think of results and way we're tracking, mm-hmm. are we around 10% of our total team members participating in some? No. No, I would say that, you know, as far as the challenges, so I'll kind of break down like how our focuses are this year, you know, is is thinking about uh, where to get started. And that first area of focus is sort of physical and visual is what I call it. And that's that nutrition and movement focus. That keeps your healthy people healthy. They're already doing things. They're really already excited. And it kind of drums up that that fun piece of things. People start to ask questions. Plants now are starting their own initiatives because they're like, well, we want to do that. So, you know, we've had plants start, they did a Zumba class. And we've had some do, you know, like start their own now getting fruit delivered once a week. And so like different plants are looking at different ways to start to impact. And that's what we wanted at first. And it 
starts the buzz, so to speak. That second area, though, of focus is really looking at prevention and what I consider sort of the medical piece of it and the medical model. Do you know how to use your health insurance? Do you have a primary care physician? Because I'll tell you right now, if you don't have a primary care physician, that would be my one piece of advice. If you accomplish anything this year, get a PCP. Because that starts a, a relationship, even from a young age, that helps you, first of all, statistics show you live longer if you have a very close relationship, but also it gives you a starting point, a jump off point. I know where I'm at and I can decide where my feet need to go next. I know how healthy I am. So that's why we'll also be incorporating biometric screenings on site for our plants and why the nurses are here as well to support that and then other resources that we'll bring in to support it. And then taking a look at those prevention pieces this year. So reminding everybody that um, due to COVID last year, a lot of the ability to have preventative screenings done like mammograms, um, pap tests, uh, colonoscopies got delayed. And so we were concerned overall, we all should be, that we could see an increase in, in cancer, for example, in the next 18 months to two years because of those lack of screening. So we need to get people back on track with those things. And that third area of focus really is about those that have been identified with a chronic disease who need um, extra support that they're meeting sort of those minimal essential requirements to keep themselves healthy, but that they use that medical team and their well-being team. So that includes uh, people we work with, but also their primary care physician, their specialist. Maybe they need a social worker. Maybe they need a dietitian. That we use all those resources for accountability and education and engagement, and then to empower them to take control over their their chronic disease. And so there's ways to influence that. And so that's kind of the education process. And each challenge that we've done each month has grown. So we went from our first challenge of around 100 and the next challenge then, you know, we were up to over like 600 people that participated. Wow. And so then we hit over 30 million steps in one month together. And so we know that that process of doing the challenges gets people a little bit more intrigued. And so, you know, like next week we have a hydration challenge. And so we'll be encouraging individuals to really think about their water intake. And if you don't drink water, then drink one glass. If you're already a regular water drinker, then great. Why don't you share that with other people and challenge someone next to you to help them um, meet where they need to be with their, their hydration, which is also about nutrition. So, you know, we're looking to keep those things going forward too until we can sort of intrinsically get into why someone needs to make some health changes and how they want to do it. That's awesome. So men typically are the ones who, it's, is it like a stigma, would you say, that men, because like my dad, for example, or my husband, they're like, oh, I'm fine. I would say more my husband than my, my father. But tell me about that, how to, how we're trying to overcome that challenge, um, especially because we have a lot of plants sure. that are have a large percentage of them are male. Mm -hmm. So how do we help them I hate to say it as a wake-up call, but how sure. do we, you know, get them to to really understand why it's important, even to take the baby steps? Sure. Because it's not typically something men want to focus on. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways that we can bring that process around a little bit. I always talk about, you know, the the usually the female partner in a household is making a majority up to 80% of the what I consider medically and health-related decisions in a home. Um, they're the ones usually doing the meal planning, grocery shopping, so those impact nutrition and things um, in that area. And they're also usually the one that helps make benefit decisions and also schedule physician visits for their male 
partner. And so we have to make that change in the aspect where, where men feel a responsibility to do that as well. But until we do that, until they have that sort of step process, and it's not all men, I would say the younger generation is better at it. Mm-hmm. We see mid-generation from 40 on is less likely to sometimes be engaged in making those appointments and need a reminder. There's ways to incentivize things too, I think, for men um, and to have that focus. But it really is very beneficial when our male leadership are the ones reminding our men that you need to take time for yourself and you need to focus on your health. And whether that be from a mental aspect or um, taking time off to rest because they need it, but also the reminders of, you know, that you need to get your colonoscopy, that you need to, you know, meet with your physician once a year. Do you know what your blood pressure is? And I think that men have always shied away from those discussions. They're just not you know, it's just not, ha- has not been a part of our culture, but we can make that a part of Lippert culture, that we're talking very openly about our health. So I think that men, um, especially even day-to-day um, team members, you know, that I recently got to attend uh, the sales meeting um, with the sales team, and they invited their spouses, which was very cool because I got to basically present to them and have discussion with them. And throughout the day then got to mingle a lot with the female or their spouses. And then had a lot of even the male um, team members and sales members come up later and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then their leader, um, Andy actually, you know, really challenged them to add that health and well-being component to sort of their daily goals and to think about how they're going to impact their health this year. And so, they all sent me goals and things that wow. they want to do. And so that wow. was really impactful. And, and being it was a month after or almost a month after the event, some of them said, I called, I already scheduled my you know, annual visit um, because of your talk. Or my wife and I decided to take a walk every day after dinner because of what you said. So those are the conversations that I love to hear. Like it makes it worth it for me to be here because although those are small, you know, incremental changes, they add up, as I said before. And so having those spouses be able to understand what the program is, many of them also opted into the text. So now they get a weekly text too. They're a part of that group. They understand some of the things that are happening. And I would love to see that grow. And I think also as we look at the platform um, that we've been talking about a lot, um, which I'm really excited about, it gives a central location for people to get in touch with our resources and start their own challenges. And as a partner or a spouse in the household or a dependent, um, they can use that resource as well. So I think that will help help us to kind of grow that communication and be another layer of support to, to our male team members. Wow. And, and as you said, it just trickles throughout the family yep. as yep. well. That was a, that was great that you were able to be there with, yeah. with our team members, our leaders, and their spouses yep. um, to have those conversations together. I bet that, was, that sounds very powerful. Just want to end with this really great quote um, that Jason gave me. He said, I am so excited about Jamie. <laughs> I think we all know you're energetic. I mean, yes. we, we do each other yep. from, gosh, how long ago is that when we met so, yeah, in leadership? It's been at least five years, I five think, that years. I've known you. Yeah. yeah. So he said, I'm, I'm really excited about Jamie. All the help and encouragement she's already given to so many. We are going to do amazing things. Good. I'm excited. And I know that we, um, we're just getting started. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. It's always good to talk to you. Absolutely. And you know, this is one part of many parts of our cultural playbook here at the Lippert Leadership Academy. So much great information here. Again, these things 
aren't easy to do. Mm-hmm. Commitment, resources, ensuring your leaders are modeling and and really doing what they say we want to do as a company. It sounds like it's incredibly important too. So if, if companies out there or leaders out there are interested in learning more about what we do here and, and want to take this step, obviously Jamie is our <laughs> brain power behind it all. So yeah, don't be afraid to contact us yep. um, because we know this is not just important to a company, but it's important to our families. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank for- you, bringing yep. all your knowledge and your commitment and your, gosh, just a ball of energy. Yeah, hopefully, um, you know, this trickles down to to our communities and um, we can impact that here at Lippert too. And um, I'm excited, like I said, and uh, open. If anyone wants to contact me and have further conversation, happy to do so. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. And thanks everybody for listening. Again, if you'd like to learn more about what we do here at the Lippert Leadership Academy, don't be afraid to reach out. You can send us an email at academy at lci1.com and we will be in touch with all of you very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining us and know that together we can use the 40 or 50 hours a week we have to influence and impact others and truly make business a force for good in this world. If you don't mind, do me a favor and leave your comments for us and share this episode with a few people. The world needs this message. Thanks again for joining us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.